Welcome to the Senya Happy Hour, where you get one hour of learning in less than 30 minutes. Hi, everyone. I'm Lori Bull, and I'm your host of the Senya Happy Hour podcast, and I'm also the executive director of Senya. Today, I speak with Angelica Benson, and for over 20 years, she's worked for Linda Mood Bell Learning Processes. It's a world leader in research and remediation for specific learning disabilities, including dyslexia and autism spectrum disorder. Angelica is currently the Director of International Development for Linda Mood Bell. She is also the Executive Director of the Linda Mood Bell Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing scholarships to families in need who are seeking life-changing instruction at Linda Mood Bell. She holds a Master of Education degree from Harvard University and a Bachelor of Arts degree in Psychology from the University of California. I'm sure you are going to enjoy today's show. I learned so much from Angelica. So without further ado, on to the show. Hi, Angelica. Thanks so much for joining me today on our Happy Hour podcast. Hi, Lori. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me as a guest. Oh, you bet. So um, you have worked for Linda Mood Bell Learning Processes, which is a world leader in research and remediation for specific learning disabilities, including dyslexia and autism spectrum for over 20 years. Currently, you're the director in international development for the team. So tell us about your journey getting to this point. Great. Thank you, Lori. Well, I'll tell you, in graduate school, I studied risk and prevention and resilience in children. I worked in the literacy lab, and I realized early on that even with good literacy practices, there were still some children I wasn't able to reach, which fit in perfectly with my work at Lindy Mood Bell. Here at Lindy Mood Bell, my work began as a center director, where I helped run learning centers both on the east and west coast, Southern California in the U.S., um, one of my highlights was serving as project director for a multi-year research collaboration with Georgetown Center for the Study of Learning when I was back east. Um, I've been a project director for several of our large school partnerships. I've been a coach for teachers. And most recently, as director of international development, I've traveled extensively to share Lindy Mubell's student results at conferences focused on dyslexia, autism spectrum disorder, learning disabilities, to grow an awareness about what we do and the change we're making with students. Yeah, and you were supposed to come to our conference back in February in Manila, so that didn't happen, unfortunately. We're looking forward to participating at the virtual conference in Korea. Yeah. Meantime. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that soon. So many of us um, in the field have used Linda Mood Bell instructional materials in our teaching, but what or who is Linda Mood Bell? We get asked that question a lot. Um, Linda Mood Bell was founded by Patricia Linda Mood, who was a licensed speech and language pathologist, and Nancy Bell, who was a reading specialist. So they've hyphenated their surnames, Linda Mood and Bell, <laughs> to okay. give us Bell. <laughs> There's no Linda. <laughs> yeah, that, I always thought her, her name must be Linda Mood. So... so. Pat Lynch and Nancy Bell. Um, they combined their expertise early on and founded Linda Mood Bell in 1986 with their first learning center in Central California. At that time, they had families coming from all over the United States 
who are seeking for literacy and language solutions for their children. And eventually with Pat and Nancy's desire to make a larger impact, they opened a second learning center and a third learning center. And now over 30 years later, we wow. have over 50 permanent learning centers in the United States and internationally. Internationally, we have Hong Kong, Singapore, Sydney, Australia, London in the UK, and very soon Dubai, which I'm very proud to announce. Um, wow, that's amazing. Yes, um, we believe all over the world that individuals can learn to their potential. And that really is driving the work that we do. We also offer professional development workshops for educators with a range of options for follow-up coaching. We have a school-wide systemic model as well as local, regional, and national partnerships with schools and government agencies. Wow, that's fantastic. What methodology, excuse me, is behind the instruction you've developed? We have five instructional programs at Lindy Mood Bell. Most people know of our two most common ones, seeing stars and visualizing and verbalizing. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the ones we use. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Programs, um, so passionate about them both. We also have, those are created by author and our co-founder, Nancy Bell, um, who's also founded a program called Talkies to develop expressive language for students with expressive language delays, typically students with autism spectrum disorder, maybe the littler ones who aren't ready yet for the full um, protocol and process with the visualizing and verbalizing program. So we have seeing stars, visualizing and verbalizing talkies and on cloud nine, which Mm -hmm. focuses on the language and the processing that we need, the numeral imagery and the language um, for math. So all of those focus on developing the imagery language foundation for language processing. And that's really the basis of that methodology. We also have the LIPS program, which was Pat Lindemood's program, which focuses on using sensory feedback or that motor articulation feedback to develop phoneme awareness. For those of us new to it, how does visualizing verbalizing work? What would a lesson look like? Visualizing and verbalizing, of course, is designed to help students who struggle to comprehend oral and written language. Mm -hmm. These students tell us that words go in one ear and out the other and don't stick. And as a result, they're often compensating. They may memorize information. They get parts and pieces of that information. And they can often visualize, but they may visualize fragments or pieces. And some of their imagery may not be truly germane or relevant to the gestalt or the main idea. So the process is designed to develop imagery, A, at an automatic level, and one that is accurate and based on the content of the language that they're hearing. We start with the smallest unit of meaningful language, a single word. Mm -hmm. We use the process to image single words. We develop and scale that up to single sentences, multiple sentences, whole paragraphs, and whole pages. The process is a Socratic-based method So we're asking students to use and reference a series of, we call them structure words, that are designed to develop the various aspects of an image. Let's say the image was fire truck, that it might be red in their mind's eye. We talk about the size and the shape and where it might be. All of the things that would make that unique to that specific vocabulary word. And then we would put that into a larger context We find some students can image single words quite readily, but it's moving into the more complex language, even some of the more abstract language, a word like democracy. How do we put in 
to that. In the classroom, it, it can, of course, manifest in needing to use imagery for history, math, English, science. And a lot of our work is focused with educators in applying that imagery language foundation to the content in the classroom. So we start from single words, um, clinically and instructionally, and scale it all the way up to helping them imply it to content in the class. Yeah, and I've used it in my classroom in the past. I um, have taught um, students with fairly intensive um, autism. The level of learning they do, it's so apparent. We just see so much progress with our students. So I can imagine how all of you must feel in a Linda Mood Bell Center. I'm seeing that progress every day with so many individuals. That process is life changing. As you've said, so often we look at students with reading difficulties, which of course is often so much more obvious to many. Mm -hmm. It's the students with the comprehension difficulties, which may be harder to diagnose or identify. And they often do go unidentified till they get to a much older age. Um, and at that point, it's impacting so many other areas of their lives. Um, at the upcoming conference in Korea, I'll be sharing some of our data from students that have had the visualizing and verbalizing program. And a quick sneak peek um, is that I'm sharing data with almost 7,000 students that we've worked with over the last 11 years. So yes. Wow. Out of students, 11,000, um, sorry, 11,000 students um, in our decoding group, but with the visualizing and verbalizing group, um, almost 7,000. And we've made statistically significant growth across a number of measures um, that look at language processing and comprehension and vocabulary, which we're very proud about. Um, and I'm really excited to share. Oh, I can't wait to see it. And you will be presenting with um, Rosie Shand. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Yes, I'll be presenting with my colleague, Rosie Shand. She's our executive center director from our learning center in Hong Kong. And yes, we have a learning center in Hong Kong, which is open during this world pandemic. I was actually in Hong Kong, speaking of Hong Kong, um, a, year, a little over a year ago, we did a seasonal learning camp in Hong Kong which ran through the summer in Hong Kong to help provide sensory cognitive instruction to students of all ages with learning difficulties. There's been such a need there. Rosie was leading our learning center in Singapore um, and she's graciously um, relocated to Hong Kong to help support all of our efforts in Asia. So I asked her to join me, of course, with Senia's big following in Asia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the Imagery Language Foundation for Reading and Comprehension. We want to give educators an understanding of what they might be seeing in their students. We will be sharing results and research. And I know you said, Laura, you really want teachers to have some takeaways and some examples yeah. of what they can use um, in the classroom or in their own practice. And so I've asked Rosie to share from the Learning Center some of the examples from the programs um, that we use as applied to content. So we'll be looking at how we use imagery to develop vocabulary, how we use imagery to develop spelling and sight word acquisition. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Oh, so are we, trust me. <laughs> I was delighted when you decided to uh, present for us. So thank you. So oh, tell us, um, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, you said that 
Linda Mood Bell wants to help children and adults learn to their, their potential. How do you go about helping this process for them? Thank you. Well, that's a great question. And that is our true mission in our organization. And we do so through several ways. Um, one is through our learning centers that I mentioned earlier in the last 10 years, we've worked with over 55,000 students in our learning centers in the US and internationally, as well as our seasonal learning camps. So our learning centers is a primary focus for us to be able to make that difference. We also have, as I mentioned, a four schools division where we offer professional development workshops, school partnerships and sustainable models for schools, single teachers and classrooms, um, schools, districts, and we currently have a countrywide initiative in Jamaica. Um, but yes, we are going to be hosting a webinar. Um, I'll be able to release dates to you soon um, that we'll be talking about our work with schools, um, actually um, feeling very timely given the current pandemic. And we know teachers are in need of resources and helping students with special learning needs. But that webinar is gonna be focused on um, our multi-tiered system of supports, school-wide model. Um, we've used it for over 10 years with a bilingual school in Honduras. So we'll be featuring that as well as some of our international school partnerships results, um, like our work in Jamaica, um, teachers' testimonials, and an outline of our professional learning offerings for teachers, um, which is all about instructional leadership of course, um, making a difference for students within our organization um, involves, of course, embracing all of the educators that are doing this work alongside us. And we have honed our professional development process and offerings um, over the last 35 years. Um, we now have four levels that you can participate in as an educator, um, introductory workshops and review courses, an online learning community, which I love, um, advanced coaching and instructional planning, and then for schools and districts, systemic data-driven and instructional development courses for a sustainable model. So those are all um, exciting offerings that we provide in our four schools division. And finally, our research. We have um, our own student results, which I'll be sharing in my presentation in the next conference, but we also have a number of universities and partnerships around the United States. Um, and I'll be sharing some of our peer reviewed research as well. And we use that to measure the impact we are making with students. And we also of course use that evidence to validate that it is possible to make a significant change in learning potential. And these don't have to be lifelong challenges. That's, that's a powerful statement that well, they and, don't and have to be lifelong challenges. So you've mentioned a lot of your resources for teachers. Uh, do you also have resources available for parents? For parents, our learning centers host informational overviews, webinars. Uh, we recently hosted Remediating the Dyslexic Brain. It was a webinar last week um, in honor of Dyslexia Awareness Month. Mm. And that webinar is available on our YouTube channel. Just a little plug there. <laughs> um, Which our is uh, on our show notes. So make sure everybody that, who's listening that you go and click on their YouTube channel. Go on, sorry. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, we offer one-to-one -one complimentary informational visits with families who may want to reach out to us wondering if it might be a right fit for their student. 
Um, and of course, we offer individualized sensory cognitive instruction year round for individuals, um, which is tailored to the needs of every student. You asked me also about resources for teachers um, earlier, and I wanted to share with you in the wake of the global pandemic, we have created a free toolkit for educators. And I wanna make sure that's listed in the resources as well for the podcast. Sure. It's downloadable free resources for educators with videos, podcasts, articles, and more. It's a great starting place for teachers and it's organized by topic. And I would encourage everyone to check out our toolkit for educators. Okay, I'll grab that link and put it up as well. Thank you for that. Aren't we lucky? <laughs> so one more question for you, Angelica. You're also the executive director of Linda Mood Bell's Foundation. It's a nonprofit, I believe. Can you tell me more about this? Absolutely. I am so excited to be a part of the Linda Mood Bell Foundation. It's been a dream for our organization for many, many years. And we are raising money to offer scholarships for students and families in need who may be in seeking instruction at a Linda Mood Bell Learning Center. And in the last year, we're a brand foundation, but we've completed our first fundraising cycle and applicant cycle, and we have awarded four scholarships to students in need in the US and internationally as well. And these are students who struggle significantly in reading and comprehension, and without these scholarships, would never have the opportunity to learn and thrive and for us to make the difference that we know we want to make. So we are going to be making a bigger impact this next year. Um, Giving Tuesday is actually coming up internationally, um, first Tuesday in December. And we are going to be sharing a story from one of our applicant families. So you can look for that on our website, which is www.lindamoodbellfoundation.org. Um, we'll also be providing information to families or prospective applicants about our next scholarship cycle, which we're anticipating to be spring in 2021. That's work. really great. Yeah, Amazing. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. And I, I love that it's available to the international audience as well, which I know will speak to some of our families um, who are part of Senya. So thank you for that. Of course. And, and our one family that is uh, international recipient is actually receiving instruction virtually through our Hong Kong Learning Center with mm. Rosie. Oh, amazing. Yes. And, and I, so I wanted to bring that up to tell you that we are open. Our virtual doors are open, um, even if our literal doors are not in our <laughs> learning centers, um, depending on your location around the world. But virtually, we are engaging with families. Um, we have always offered, it's been five years now, actually, we've offered online instruction, which is live virtual instruction with a real-time Linda Bell instructor. We've had an opportunity with this pandemic to really refine what we're doing. Um, and we're doing it around the world, literally, um, out of all of our learning centers. We've just recently um, launched a number of really great engagement tools as well, um, online tools to help engage students and motivate them and more opportunities for communication with our families as well. So, and in our four schools division, we also offer virtual and on-demand workshops online. So, so we're doing a lot um, in any event um, virtually and very proud to be sharing about that. And I encourage families to reach out to us who may be wondering about our virtual offerings um, and educators as well. 
Well, you guys are a font of information and a wealth of resources. So um, all of us who are educators, all of us who are parents, um, I'm both, uh, <laughs> we truly appreciate it. So Angelica, I think that's all we have time for today. Is there anything you wanted to add? I will tell you, we spoke at the Senia's last conference in Hong Kong, um, and it was our first toe in the water with Senia and your organization. And we had such a fabulous turnout and response from educators there. And we're really looking forward to continuing our relationship with you at Senia, participating virtually and helping um, support the discussion through the watch parties that are gonna be happening in December and hoping for much more opportunities to share the work that we do through your organizations. I thank you for having me as a guest today. Oh, you bet. We're, we're really delighted. And just a little bit of news for our listeners. You guys have also just signed on to be a sponsor. So um, for our participants at the conference, you can go to our Whova app and explore Linda Mood Bell as an exhibitor there. So that's exciting. So everyone will also have access to your information on our platform. Thank you, Lori. That's right. We're thrilled to be an, a sponsor and supporter of the work that you do. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We will see you in December and we can't wait. Us as well. Thank you again, Lori. Take care. Thanks for stopping in to our Senya Happy Hour. Don't forget to head over to senyainternational.org slash podcasts and check out our show notes from our discussion today. We at Senya hope you are enjoying these podcasts. There is so much to explore, and we're at the very beginning, so feel free to drop us a note and let us know what you'd like to hear more about during your next Senya Happy Hour. Until then, cheers!